Good morning, and welcome to First Baptist Church in the third Sunday of Advent. During Christmas, surrounded by family and friends, we feel the warmth of knowing we belong in this place with these people. Or we feel the jarring disappointment that can come when we sense we do not. This season is a time of highs and lows, of joy and depression, and of rushing when we want to stand still. Within the Christmas story itself, we find opposites. Angels, heaven's most glorious citizens, mix and mingle with shepherds, Bethlehem's least. The God who chose to partner with an unwed mother and be born in a barn uses shepherds, the outcast of the day, to be the first to hear the news that Emmanuel has come. The world has a habit of creating gloomy clouds and of discarding what doesn't fit. Our God does the opposite. Isaiah 11 says that he tends his flock like a shepherd. He gathers the lambs in, the arms, in his arms and carries them close to his heart. God sends angels to shepherds and gathers in what the world throws out. God restores people to health and heals their wounds because they are called outcasts according to Jeremiah 30:17, and according to one night in Bethlehem. In these final days leading up to Christmas, we see angels visiting shepherds, and we remember that God cares for us as lambs. God loves when we do not. God calls us to love everyone no matter what. We light this candle for every child of God who has known what it is like to be an outcast. We light this candle in acknowledgement that God does not shut out but welcomes in.
Through the ages, a little town near Jerusalem has held an important spot in biblical history. The little town of Bethlehem. The name means house of bread. So it was in those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that the whole empire should be registered. The first registration took place while Quirinius was governing Syria. So everyone went to be registered in his own town. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and the family of David, to be registered along with Mary, who was engaged to him and was with child. While they were there, the time came for her to give birth. Then she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him snugly in cloth and laid him in a feeding trough, for there was no room for them in the inn.
Father, thank you for, be, for allowing us to be here this morning so that we may hear this wonderful music as well as the messages Brother Stewart has for us today. Fathers, we ask you that you help us to remember what this holiday really is all about. At this time, we are bringing our offerings to you. We ask that you bless them and help us to be generous in all that we do. In Jesus' name, amen. Shall I shower down? 
After Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of King Herod, wise men from the east arrived unexpectedly in Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star in the east, and we have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was deeply disturbed, and all of Jerusalem with him. So he assembled all the chief priests and scribes of the people and asked them where the Messiah had been born. In Bethlehem of Judea, because this was written by the prophet. And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the leaders of Judah, my people Israel. Then Herod secretly summoned the wise men and asked them what time the star appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the child. When you find him, report back to me, so that I too can go and worship him. After hearing the king, they went on their way. And there it was, a star they had seen in the east. It led them until it came and stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed beyond measure. Entering the house, they saw the child with Mary his mother, and falling down on their knees, they worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And being warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their own country by another route.
What kind of king with a destiny so grand would be born to such a simple girl to offer hope that carries us past our wildest dreams I long to know. What kind of king? What kind of king has a star up in the sky shining down for all to seek the way? For weary souls searching to bring I long to know what kind of king is he a king of love is he a king of Oh, oh, oh. 
2,000 years ago, the angel appeared to the shepherds and he said, today in the town of David, a savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. Jesus came for every single one of us. Have you met the king that the choir was just singing about? If you haven't, we want to give you that opportunity this morning. It would be remiss for us to come and celebrate the wonders of Christmas, to hear the beautiful singing, to reflect upon the Christmas story with shepherds and angels and magi, and to leave here without a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And so this morning, we want to give you that opportunity. Have you met the King? If you haven't, Allow me just a moment to tell you how you might have a relationship with Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. The very first thing that you must do in order to establish a relationship with Jesus Christ is to know that you need to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. The Bible says that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and so that each one of us must realize that we are a sinner. There's nothing we can do to save ourselves. We couldn't pay enough money, go to church enough, be good enough, do anything in order to earn or win or pay for our own salvation. The only way that we can have salvation is through Jesus Christ. And so we must admit that we are a sinner and we are in need of him. And then we must believe that what he did 2,000 years ago really did make a difference. We have to believe that he did come, born of a virgin, Shepherds did come. Magi did worship him. That it was a miraculous night. He is the Christ, the son of the living God. That he is the Messiah, that long-awaited, anointed one. And that he is to be our Lord and our master. And that a few years later, as he came to the ultimate climax of why he came, he died on the cross for you and for me so that our sins might be forgiven. And then he was laid in a borrowed tomb, and three days later, he was raised to life so that we too might have abundant and eternal life. You have to admit you're a sinner. You have to believe and know that what Jesus did was what you really need. And then you have to confess him yourself as your Lord, acknowledging, Jesus, I need you. I confess my faith in you. I encourage you this morning, if you've never trusted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, that today would be the day of salvation. We're going to give you an opportunity to respond to the message that's been presented in song. And um, you're free to come and to say, Pastor, I want to trust Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior this morning. There may be others this morning who want to come and say, I want to be a part of this church family. I want to unite with this fellowship and, and start 2018 in a great way as a new member of a family of God. And so we invite you to come this morning. After I pray, we'll stand and have this time of invitation. May we pray together. Father God, we come before you thanking you for the gift of music, thanking you for the beauty that it is. 
We thank you, Lord, for the message of Christmas. The fact that the greatest gift ever given was your son, Jesus Christ. And today I pray that there will be those who will open that gift and they'll receive it. During this time of response and invitation, I pray that you'd speak to our hearts and draw us to yourself. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's all stand. How am I now? There we are. I want to thank Ruth Ingalls for stepping in for Rebecca this morning as she's home with our youngest uh, little boy, Evan. And I want to introduce to you a family before the choir wraps up this morning. If you guys would go ahead and come on up here. And uh, hang on, let me get that card there so I got everything. <laughs> thank you. All right, we have the James family coming. This is uh, Lauren and Jennifer James and uh, their children, Dylan and Kylie. And they're all coming uh, to unite with our family. They've been uh, visiting with us and really kind of a pretty much official part of our church for a long time. But they're making it very official. Um, 
Jennifer and the kids are coming on promise of baptism and uh, Lauren is coming on transfer of letter from a sister church in our area. So all of you who rejoice with the James family coming, would you say amen? amen. And give the Lord a hand for continuing to grow our church family. I even saw one of these out there, and that's awesome. That's great. All right, y'all can have a seat, and then after the service, if y'all would join me out in the snack bar, everybody can greet y'all after the service. Mr. Lowe. Amen. 
The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace.